Matic. Becky, great ball in. Ellen White for Manchester City. Welcome to this week's episode of MCW Fancast. I'm Emma, thanks for listening. On this week's show, we are joined by Dave and Jane from the OSC as we recap on the week's fixtures in both the Champions League against Barcelona in Monza and that 1-0 win at the Academy Stadium against Reading in the WSL. We'll also be looking optimistically ahead to Barcelona, the second leg tie at the Academy Stadium in the Champions League. Can City pull back that 3-0 deficit? Speaking ahead of Wednesday's game, here from head coach Gareth Taylor and Samantha Mewis. Well, I think we proved that we can score goals this season. You know, we're, we're, we're right up there in goals scored. I think we're the first team in the league to, to 50 goals. Um, so we are more than capable. Um, you know, we create a lot of chances against Barcelona. Uh, you know, we've given ourselves an uphill task. But, you know, in terms of me being confident enough to say that we can achieve it, yeah. Is it going to be difficult? Of course, but for sure, we, we'll be going for it. I think when we looked at the stats outside of it being a 3-0 game, the stats suggested that it was it was close, close in terms of chances, close in terms of expected goals. Um, and that gives us perspective. Um, we're not daft. We know that the game's played in both boxes and we need to make sure we don't give anything away and we need to make sure that we take our chances. And uh, that's going to have to be key tomorrow night. I think um, we're fairly calm in so much as if we don't score early on in the first 25 minutes there's still an opportunity I think um, an early goal would be nice but I think the longer the game goes on and we're still in in touch this team has proved that they can score goals in quick succession Um, like I said previously I think you know we need a lot of elements to go our way tomorrow night Um, but we'll be trying our best and we're definitely going to be going for it yeah I mean obviously Steph I think I mentioned um post Reading that uh, it's probably going to be a couple of weeks so that obviously rules are out of the England camp um, unfortunately but you know at least we've got a bit of a kind of time scale where we might be able to get her back on pitch um, with Demi yeah we, it's just ongoing that one we're just waiting to, to hear the report on the scan just to see what that looks like for her um, but again she she won't feature in, in tomorrow's squad unfortunately so, um, yeah, but outside of that, um, yeah, outside of that, pretty much everyone has checked in okay. I think our win this weekend um, really brought us together. I think having kind of a dramatic uh, late game win like that where Hembo just did something so sick, it really brings the group together when you know you've, you can fight hard and pull something out. I feel like um, in moments like that, it's like we all see that the clock is ticking away and we know we have – um, this other mountain to climb Wednesday, but to see the way that everybody kept fighting in the Reading game and the way that nobody gave up believing that we were going to score. Um, I think that that just demonstrates how resilient we are. Um, and it made me really excited to, to get to play with the group again and to get to showcase that we have a lot more fight in us. So, um, I think the mood has been good and really positive coming off the game. And even like at practice, we're having fun. We've had like some laughs, 
Um, everybody's staying after practice. Everybody wants to keep working on things, keep getting better. Um, we're all just really excited for the opportunity. And, um, I think that this is a really special group. So I'm, I'm just excited that we have another opportunity to get out there and, and fight for it. Yeah. Um, I mean, in terms of like comebacks, sure. I've, I've had some, um, where maybe we've been down by a deficit and come back. I have a, a particular club game. It was like a state championship in mind. I think we were actually down three, nothing at halftime. We came back to win five, three. Um, and my dad was, this is a silly story, but my dad was the assistant coach of that team. And I remember him saying to us at halftime, the first thing you need to do is believe that you're going to come back. Um, and I think that this group absolutely has that. I look around the locker room. I look around at the girls and I can see that we all are so hungry for it. So um, I'm feeling really optimistic going into it and just really excited for the chance to, to fight for something that is definitely going to be hard. Like we're going to really have to grind it out. And I think we all look at each other and see that we have what it takes to, to really grind it out. And um, I think we're, we're just like pumped and fired up. Thank you so much for joining me. How are you both doing? Are you keeping well? Hi, Emma. Yeah, lovely to speak to you again. Yeah, we're fine. Thank you. Hope you are. Yeah, not too bad. Just busy. Obviously, the podcast didn't go out on Friday, so we're playing catch up a little bit. But uh, we'll be covering the Barcelona game, talking about Reading and looking ahead to the second leg at the Academy Stadium. Can City turn it round? Uh, let's start with Barcelona last week. Um, obviously, difficult leg away uh, in Monza in Italy. 3-0 the final score. So, Deficit, big deficit to uh, to bring back to the academy stadium. But how did you feel at the end of the game? Um, well, disappointed, obviously, with the result. I really liked. It was a strange game. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Barcelona were excellent. I thought they were a better team probably on the day. They are a quality side. Um, but looking back at the game at the end of it, we definitely could and should have scored a couple of goals, maybe. And in a way, goals can make a massive difference in a time like this. So I was a little bit disappointed. Not so much that we got beat, but that we got beat 3-0, you know, that we didn't manage. I mean, for instance, let's say for argument's sake, we'd have lost 4-2. Say we'd have taken an extra chance. We'd have scored our penalty and took one of the other chances. You then would think, well, yeah, it's still a tall order because they're a good side to turn this round. But you'd have had something to bite on. But 3-0... Um, I wouldn't say it flattered them. I was just disappointed that we didn't manage to get a goal, an away goal on, on the board. So that was my biggest disappointment in it, really. But yeah, they are they were a quality side. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think that third goal at the end was, was a bit of a killer for us. You know, it makes it a real mountain to climb for the second leg. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we had our, our moments in the game and it sort of missed opportunities once again. But... You know, with the penalty, you almost there was so much pressure on Chloe to obviously score that, and unfortunately couldn't convert it. But you know, it favours obviously Barcelona heading into the game. But you know, three goals, you know, City can do it. But it, it is a bit of a tall order, really. I think Gareth, obviously speaking at full time, I I, I, I kind of can't get my head around his post post match comments a little bit. I kind of feel. At this point, heading into the game, you probably play it down rather than play it up uh, and, and not put that pressure so much on the team. 
Um, no, I think I think the players want to hear a positive side that you know they can go on and do it. There's nothing worse, I suppose, if you're a player and you think, well, even the manager don't believe in us. You know, that's not going to give you the confidence you want going into the game. So, uh, you know, whatever he thinks, you know, on the inside might be different to the story that he tells the world on the outside. You know, he wants everyone to think, you know, positive as we can be. It's it's doable. Don't get me wrong. It's a a massively tall order, but it's not an impossibility. So I think from the players' point of view, they'll want somebody who's positive and thinking, do you know what, we can go and do this and give it the best shot. Yeah, I agree. You, you know, a manager's got to stick by his players. And there were positives from that first leg, definitely. And like you've just said, Emma, if Chloe had converted that penalty, um, you never know how that last half hour would have gone in the game. You yeah. know, it would have put them under a little bit of pressure because they don't concede many goals and suddenly they would have done. Um, you know, so... I, I did think, like I said before, that we could have scored. So I do think that we are above the quality that they're used to playing. Now, I know they've got a fantastic record and they've, they've scored so many goals and they've only conceded, you know, literally a few. But they don't play a team as good as us every week. And we have got an excellent home record. Um, even sometimes when we don't play too well, we seem, you know, we find a way and we get a result at home. Um, so... What I'd like to see is, yes, it's a tall order, obviously. They're 3-0 down. It's very unlikely, you know, that a team like Barcelona are going to come and say lose 4-0. But you go for it and, and you give it your best shot. And let's let, let's just um, make it a good 90 minutes on the day. And maybe even if you only just win the leg and it'll lift everybody to beat a team of Barcelona's quality. But it yeah. still takes some doing and that'll still take a good performance. So maybe that's what Gareth's getting at. He wants a good performance on the day. He doesn't want them to collapse and think, oh, well, we're out anyway and lose 3-0 mm -hmm. again damaging confidence yeah you know so there might be something of that in it yeah i mean we've we've got quality in abundance throughout this squad and and you know we've shown yeah. that we can we can turn up you know I, I mean look at the reading game you know we fought to the very end to to get something out of that game and and we did you know and there's nothing mm -hmm. to say that city can't do that you know on wednesday um big ask yeah but we've got the players to do it do you know what i mean and i just kind of feel that Maybe people have written us off already in terms of, you know, this second leg and going out and getting a result. But there is absolutely no reason why, like you said, on on our own home ground and our own home turf where, you know, like you said, you've got a big record, good record. We can draw on that uh, and definitely carry all the positives from, you know, the last few months into this game. City really want to compete in the, in the Champions League. And, you know, we've got, like I said, the quality within the squad to do that. Well, definitely. I think... One thing that's probably in the favour is now, outside of us, City fans, nobody's expecting us to do anything, are they? The outside world are not going to expect anyone but Barcelona to go through now. Probably rightly so, fair enough, with being a look. So we've got a bit of a free hit, really, to go out on Wednesday and just have a go. And you never know, if we, if we score in the first five or ten minutes, you know, it just puts a little bit of pressure on them. They are a quality. I'm not taking anything away from Barcelona. They were quality. They're a good side. You can see that. They might even end up winning this tournament. But, you know, we can put them under some pressure and convert our chances. That was the biggest bugbear for me in the first leg. We didn't convert our own chances. As well as they played, they still allowed us to have chances. And if we just took a couple of those in, I think we could be looking at a different scenario now. But almost treat Wednesday like a one-off a free hit, go for it, let's put in a good performance, win on the day, see what that does for us. Yeah. That's the way I'd look at it. It is going to be really important, though, for City to come out early and get that early goal in this game. Yeah, I think so. They've got to come out positively early. 
like you say, if Barcelona were to come out and get the first goal, then that's basically going to probably kill off any hope of anything. So come out, if we can score an early goal in the first 15, 20 minutes or so, and it really opens the tie up. Yeah. I think we should comment as well, you know, as well as well as talking just negatively about the first leg, which obviously, you know, we, we're bound to. There was some positives. I mean, the performance of Ellie Roebrook uh, was outstanding. Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the goalkeeping there was just world-class. There's no other way for it. And then in the second half, when we were running at them, I thought Lauren Hemp scared them to death at times. I don't think they face a player like her very often. Lauren Hemp. I mean, we say it week in, week out. And, you know, we've just drawn on, obviously, those positives there. But Lauren Hemp has been sensational this season. And she's certainly she's certainly sort of given a, a really good account of herself this season and, and why she should be up there as, you know, possibly contender for player of the season. Again, you know, she's just absolutely fantastic. I mean, you know, we'll talk about Reading shortly, but... You know, for me, I, I know Chloe Kelly scored the goal against Reading, but for me, it was a Lauren Hemp goal. She put all the work in. It was Chloe that got the finish, but just give it to Lauren for the effort. It, it was unbelievable. We should just have a five-minute space on your podcast every week just to talk I know. about Lauren Hemp. <laughs> the Lauren Hemp corner. And then we can talk about her every week because, you know, she always comes up. What's, what's Lauren done this week? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, like you say, we'll talk about Reading in a bit, but she's she's been sensational all season, Lauren. Um, for a young player, the way she's developing and the way she's maturing as a footballer, it's it's a joy to watch her every week. And the confidence. It's interesting as well. what you say there, Emma. It's interesting what you just said there about last about the goal against Reading. Because last night I was looking through Twitter and Jane said to me, "Oh, let me just see Chloe. Uh, let me just see Lauren's goal again." And I said, "Lauren didn't score. <laughs> Chloe scored. It was Chloe's goal. Like, uh, you know what I mean." And I think everybody yeah. was looking at it as almost like as Lauren's goal. So. Let's give Chloe a bit of credit for getting in the middle. Yeah, and, to be fair, yeah, to be yeah. fair. But I'm, come on, Chloe <laughs> Kelly, surely, the there's, surely there's a bit of Chloe Kelly there that's saying, yeah, you can have that one, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you see, imagine if she hadn't made that run in. Lauren had done that bit of skill, got it across, and no one was there. You know, it, we would have all been going, oh, if only she'd made that run in. So, you know, she did, didn't she? And it was great. Oh, it was fantastic. But Lauren, yeah, she Yeah, I mean, when you consider we didn't actually have Lauren, from, she got injured in the Community Shield and then didn't play again until, I think it was uh, December, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. December when she came back. Again, months, like you it? just said, I'm sure she's going to, we'll talk a bit later about our, you know, Player of the Year nominations and things. I'm sure she's in with a chance, which for a player who basically missed half the season, it's quite amazing, really. But... You're right, she's definitely in the running again because she's just one of them players that, that can win you a game there and then and she gets you off the edge, you know, she gets you off your seat, she gets you on the edge of your seat because when she gets the ball, she's just fantastic to watch and you don't know what she's going to do because she's so good. So, is, yeah, I agree with you. Is that the bit of quality, though, that we need come Wednesday? The bit, of, that little bit of class that, you know, just comes from nowhere to for us to potentially go on and win this game and progress in the Champions League? Is that what, is that what it's going to take? I think that is what it's going to take. And, you know, we have got players on the pitch who can produce that. We've got Caroline Weir, who, you know, can produce worldies if she gets the ball on the edge of the box. We've got so many players who are, who are of that top quality, who are able to to give those moments of magic and do those special little things that get your goals and win your game. So yeah, hopefully if we can uh, if we can start really positively on Wednesday and and do something like that, then you just never know. Yeah, if you had if Sam Mewis is on top form and Caroline Weir, as James just said, Lauren, 
Chloe flying at them down the lines. If we, if that, if everyone's on the top of the game, I'm pretty sure what I will say is that Barcelona don't face that sort of quality on a weekly basis. So maybe you know it might be a bit of a shock to the system to them. Um, so yeah, go for like I say, just go for it. Treat it as a one-off game almost to see how it goes. I mean, go for it. It's unbelievable, really. If we were probably having this conversation last last season, there's probably one or two players that we turn to, you know, for those goals, for those moments of quality. Yeah. But there are so many players contributing within this side at the moment that are really playing their part. You know, it like you said, it could be anyone. And, you know, we've seen so much rotation in the squad, especially over the last few games. It's hard to really know who's going to be sort of involved come Wednesday. I mean, uh, Lisa Bonds has got that massive conk on her head. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, and, and you know, though she's said, yes, she's okay. You know, th- you know, we've seen players, you know, not in the women's game, but just looking at the men's game overall that have had those sort of knocks that haven't been involved in the next couple of games because of concussion and things like that. So is that a bit of a worry? Well, obviously, yeah, it was a terrible knock on the, like you said, the, the, the bump on top of red was massive, wasn't it? So I'm sure they'll have a look at that. And if there is a danger, you know, I'm sure that safety would be first and she wouldn't play. I know she tweeted, you know, pretty much that she's okay. But as you say, it might be down to the doctors that and have a look at it. I'm sure they'll make the right decision come yeah. Wednesday. At least it's Wednesday, not Tuesday. So she's got an extra day there and I'm sure they'll look at all that. Safety comes first, obviously. And it, and it was a bit of a dis- disappointment to see Demi uh, go off as well with what looked like an injury. She went straight down the tunnel. It looked to be a groin, I think, uh, Gareth Taylor talking at full time. Yeah, so, I mean, hopefully hopefully it's just maybe slightly precautionary from Demi's point of view. She's coming back from an injury. So hopefully maybe it's, you know, just feeling a twinge and then off the pitch you go and, and get treatment and we'll see her back because, you know, it's great to see her back playing. We've been missing her for quite a while this season now. And you, when she's not there, you forget what a, what a great player. You know, the attacking force that she brings as well as the defending side of the game. She's a, she's a really great all-round player, Demi, and she's someone that you miss. Yesterday, in particular, you know, she played really well. I, I, I think you mentioned it on Twitter, actually, Dave, that her and, and Lucy Bronze seems to be playing, seem to be playing a lot higher up and they were well involved in those yeah. attacks up front. I think Demi's one of their unsung heroes. I, I don't think you notice how good she is until she's not there. Um, you know, you, you very rarely see her get a man of the match award. You very rare, but she's she's an eight, nine out of ten every week. So she's definitely one of the most consistent players. Um, and she's been around a long time. She's very experienced now, Demi as well. People forget that. Um, so personally, I, you know, I wouldn't swap her for anyone in that position. I think she's she's excellent in that position. And you know, I fit Demi Stokes is great for the squad because it gives Gareth even more options as well than at the back, because uh, he seems to like to... He's, 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 he states that he sees Alex Greenwood's best position as that centre-half position that she's in. He says it aids the attacking out from the back to have Alex there rather than at the left-back. So when a lot of people, when we signed Alex Greenwood, it was going to be, was it going to be her or Demi that plays? I think Gareth's looked at it that he likes Alex as a centre-half almost. He actually stated that, so... Yeah. That's an interesting uh, change to what we all thought when we first signed Alex Greenwood. Yeah, it, and it's, it is quite interesting because, like you said, we've not really seen that until only recently uh, with mm. obviously Demi coming back into the squad to see how those two players would be utilised within the squad. And, and yeah, it does work, um, surprisingly. Um, I've really been impressed with what Alex Greenwood has, has offered the side, really, uh, this season so far. And, 
Uh, I think you know she has been a really good signing for the team, and and Abidal Kemper as well. You know she she seems to slot right in, at, um, you know centre back, and obviously without Steph at the moment, I do feel she is a bit of a miss um, within the squad. You know having that sort of leader that I think we do need. You know I, I felt at times that uh, there was a little bit of you know we needed that sort of really strong leader that vocal point on the pitch you know to kind of carry the team through it kind of thing I I did feel that was kind of missing uh, especially yesterday against Reading yeah I think you know Steph doesn't miss many games Steph doesn't miss many games of football so I think it probably is noticeable to the players on the pitch when she's not there because you know that you can hear her and she's constantly talking she's constantly kind of talking to the team talking to the players while she's playing on the pitch during the game so I'm sure they will miss that side of it when she's not there you know we've got other players who are great leaders who are on the pitch as well you know um I think I saw Lucy Bronze kind of doing a little pre-match chat with the team and doing all that and then and you know you know that she's a leader we have got those players who are still there on the pitch but Steph Horton is is you know she's the captain and she's been doing it for so long she's she's so good at it and she's so good at getting the team um motivated and things like that so I think it's something that they will miss I'm sure she'll be in and around the dressing room and everything on Wednesday because she was yesterday. I'm sure yeah. she, you know, she's there, obviously. She wasn't. She didn't travel to Monzo. It's obviously because of the restrictions and things. It's probably the right thing to do because uh, she wasn't playing. But yesterday, I noticed she was on the pitch in the huddle. Um, she, she was in the dressing room. I think Gareth mentioned she was in there at halftime and before the game. So I'm sure she'll be involved in that respect on Wednesday and, and talking to people and you know giving her, giving her, her thoughts, which, as Jane said, you know they're so used to that. Steph's always been there. She's just not missed many games at all no. over the last few years. So it must be quite odd. But you, it's interesting what you said there. I and mean, I think I think Abby Del Kemper, I don't think she's had the credit um, from the wide wider media, how well she's played since she's come in. I always think it's difficult for a player to come in in January because it's not the start of the season. You don't get a pre-season and, and get to know you, you know, you straight into the straight into the nitty-gritty end of a season uh, if you if you join a club in January. And I think that's a bit harder. And yet she's slotted straight in as if she's been there for years. Yeah. It's like no, she started the start, started the season with us, really. Um, I'm really impressed with her. Yeah, really I, I have as well. I have as well, to be honest. Um, yeah, I was just going to say it was quite funny yesterday because when the team sheet got um, got given out of the game, it was actually Demi Stoltz that was named captain on the team sheet. So it was quite interesting to see um, who was actually going to lead the team out. And I think as well because, you know, Kira did lead the team out, but because she wore a blue armband, you couldn't really see... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> whether or not it was Demi or Kira in the end but yeah it was great to see Kira lead the squad out you know she's a a true uh leader you know someone that you know we spoke about at length and it's great to have Kira really involved you know because she, potentially she could be the future captain for the club yeah that's it so you know these experiences uh while it's good not good to not have Steph on the pitch these experiences are kind of what will what will help to shape the captains of the future as uh, as much as the ones that we're using today? Well, it could be. Uh, I agree with Jane about Kira. I think um, she could end up even be captain of England as well because she's definitely captain material uh, and has been since a young age. She's a leader. That's what you want, leaders on the pitch. Definitely, definitely. So let's talk about Reading then yesterday. Uh, did you feel that um, we were going to get the goal in the end? It certainly left it a little bit late. <laughs> 
I was I was hopeful. I kept counting down, thinking, well, we've still got half an hour to go here. And then it's, well, we've still got 20 minutes to go here. And it was like, we've only got 10 minutes to go here. We need to... Yeah. When does the panic start setting in? I would yeah. say 80 minutes. When I got 20 minutes, I was like, right, this yeah. is like... Getting to the point now where I'm, I'm, I'm getting worried. Before that, I'm like, oh, there's still time. Don't worry, there's still time. Because, you know, we were getting the chances. We were spending a lot of time in that final third of the pitch. It's just... For one reason, you know, their goalie had a great game and then we hit the post and we're putting them wide and we're putting them over. It was just one of those games where you think, oh, is it is it not going to be our day today? Is it going to be one of those days where they won't go in? But thankfully, Lauren had different ideas and uh, stepped up for us. I think yeah. um, I looked at the, when the Barcelona game um, was drawn, when, when they did the draw, I looked at the dates when the two Barcelona games were. And I saw this Reading game in the middle of them. And I said to Jane, that could be a real tough game, that, because they'll be focused, whatever happens, over the Barcelona, obviously, because it's the quarterfinals of the Champions League. And Reading are just the sort of team that have given us problems at home in the past. Um, they've beat us, they've drawn with us. You know, I think we haven't beat them the last two times they've been to Manchester. We haven't beat them. And I watched Reading the other, a few weeks ago when they beat United on the, uh, you know, at United on the um, on the telly. Um and I thought, yeah, the Reading are the sort of team that on the day they can beat anybody. You know, they're that sort of team. So that was it was a worrying fixture for me. And I had a feeling it'd be a tough game. I think that's how it turned out because they're a good side when they want to be Reading. They, they tend to sit in the middle of the table, but on the day they can beat teams at the top. I've seen them do it a number of times. Um, so yeah, I was really worried. And then, like Jane said, counting down half an hour to go, twenty minutes to go, I was thinking about the Everton game when Kira scored yeah. about the eighty. And I remember looking at the clock yesterday and thought. Kira had scored by now against Everton, so we're even later now, and I'm thinking, oh, she had done five minutes and all this, you know, but luckily, like Jane said, that's that one moment of brilliance from Lauren just opened them up. Absolutely fantastic play. Yeah, it, it definitely it definitely had all the feels of Everton. It really did. And um, like you said, moment of brilliance from Lauren Hemp. I mean, that vision, uh, the confidence. I mean, she must have got about three or four players, I think, to, to work, work the ball into a, into Chloe Kelly. And for Chloe to find the finish, it was it was just fantastic. And I, I think with the celebration, the emotion, it, you could really see what it meant within the team. Yeah, definitely. And for all the kids out there who, were, you know, get bored when they're at football training and they have to do drills where they go round the cones, in and out, in and out. <laughs> yes, that, that definitely. Is you, if you do it properly, yeah. that's where you, all Lauren could picture, they were just little cones to her that she was going round on the pitch. <laughs> and, you know, so keep practising, kids. It'll be worth it in the end. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they, they played well, Reddy, and they had a great game plan. I mean, we missed a few sitters, to be fair, didn't we, early yeah. on in the game? first half and second. When that one fell to Caroline Weir and she put it over the bar towards the end when it was still nil-nil, you couldn't have asked for anyone better. You'd want it to fall to Caroline on the edge of the area. And when that went over, you start thinking, is it going to be our day? You know what I mean? So we were worried, obviously, you don't want to... We'd rather win 5-0 at a stroll, wouldn't we? But, uh, yeah, winning's all that matters now. And now we're down... We keep saying if we win every game, we would be champion. Well, there's only four games left now. We're, we're ticking them off and... It's just about it's just about winning, isn't it? Really, more than more than even than the performances, in a way. Mm. If we get the three points, I mean, Gareth will say, you know, we're taking it game by game. I think that's kind of the standard sort of response when you're mm. in a position like we are at the moment. I think you know, there's a lot to think about. There's a lot to play for. It it was a good response, really. You know, considering how well 
uh, ready and played and you know they were they used a lot of energy you know they were quite high tempo they were fighting for every ball you know you, you can't you can't discredit their effort and their application because they really made it difficult for us they did they made it into a really tough tie and like Dave said before you know Reading are, Reading are a team that can beat anybody on the day yeah. Reading are a team that when you look at the fixture you know it's going to be a tough game you know they're going to play well um, so I mean like you say we had the early chances in the game few chances throughout so it was just getting that that one moment that one moment where everything came together to get the goal and being patient for that I suppose as well you know it's the players on the pitch patient and playing the football the way that they were playing it still and carrying on and, and believing in the process of playing the game whereas us at home were probably getting a bit more nervous as the time ticked on than they were definitely my heart rate was definitely increasing minute by minute <laughs> <laughs> I definitely felt that I tell you but yeah it was, it was unbelievable you know great bit of quality uh, from Lauren and massive in terms of the season campaign you know we're still obviously keeping the pressure on the top of the table um and f and fighting hopefully for that title championship well yeah that's all we can do you know we, we can't we can't influence like chelsea's games or anybody else's games. we can only influence the games we're in yeah you know and that's so gareth's right is to say one game at a time so now he's focusing on barcelona as soon as that's over, whatever happens, he's got to refocus them for Tottenham away next weekend, which is just as important. Every game you now is, is basically a cup final, every single game. I mean, we're all looking towards that Chelsea game, but we can't afford to slip up in the other games. No. Never mind the Chelsea. You've got to take it one game. I know it's an old cliche, one game at a time, but it's never been more true now than this season. It was It was quite funny. Uh, Gareth Taylor was asked if he was going to be watching the uh, Chelsea-Aston Villa game, and he said no. Yeah. Just not yeah. interested. Not bothered at all. We do what we do, and that's that is it. Simple. Oh, it. I expect Chelsea to beat Aston Villa. Um, like I say, it, we can only affect our game as long as we win. If we win all our league games, it doesn't matter, and that includes obviously the Chelsea game. We've got to get to it, so we've got to take each game as it comes. I think he's doing exactly the right thing. You mentioned before, Emma. I think what he has done brilliantly, uh, especially since Christmas, is this rotation, keeping everybody fit, ticking over. Uh, I think he's done it brilliantly. I think he deserves a lot of credit for that. Uh, like I say, especially since Christmas, um, because it's kept it's kept the team fresh and hungry. Everybody wants to get in and get in this team, and when they've come in, they've all done a good job as well. Absolutely, all well. Absolutely, and obviously, there's a a lot to draw on now heading into obviously Wednesday's game, the second leg tie against Barcelona, um, three 0 on aggregate uh, in favour of Barcelona. So what we're going to be uh, hoping from the squad on uh, Wednesday um, in terms of application. We've talked already about uh, hopefully coming out and getting that early goal. Um, I mean, it's difficult to say who we're going to see within that starting eleven uh, come Wednesday, but it's going to be a, a big performance required at the Academy Stadium. Yeah, it is. You know, we need to come out, we need to perform well. I think from my point of view, what I want to see is people who were playing positively and you know what we can't affect what happened in the first leg now so it's going out and in the first part just just winning that second leg um and and not letting our heads go down if it don't go well so people kind of just kind of playing how we know they can play um to make sure because like you said there's a, there's a you don't want it to affect the rest of the season you don't want if we do go out on wednesday night you don't want it to affect 
how we're performing in the league and what that's doing there. So that does come down sometimes as well to the players, like we say, that are the leaders on the pitch and are the more experienced ones to make sure that they're picking everybody up and make sure that they're kind of leading by example and, and making sure that that doesn't happen. Yeah, I think if we can win if we can win the second leg on Wednesday, then that will mean we must have played well because Barcelona are quality. So if we beat them, let's say for argument's sake, 2-1, but still go out, like James said, you can't affect the first leg, that's gone now. But if we were to beat Barcelona on Wednesday over the 90 minutes, that will mean that our team have played fantastically well to beat a world-class side. And that can only be good now because it didn't affect us yesterday that we got beat last Wednesday. We played well and we kept the momentum going. We kept the league run going. So there's no reason why beating them on Wednesday, even if it was not enough to go through, would mean we've played really well against world-class side. And that could only breed confidence going into the final. We've got an FA Cup tie, haven't we, against Aston Villa and then the final league games. So, yeah, that's what I would hope for Wednesday. Get an early goal, maybe. Put them under a bit of pressure. Let's win the leg and see what that, see what that does. If we put in a great display and still go out, I'm sure the fans will be happy uh, that they've played well on the day. Disappointed that we've gone out. Let's just give it our best shot. I'm sure we'll go strong on it. I think he'll play the strong side. There's no, I don't think there'll be any resting of players, you know, thinking about other games. I think he'll go for it. And and obviously we've been managing players' minutes as well. So like Sam Sam Mewis, Rose Lavelle, Danway, Ellen White, you know, they've they've not played the full ninety. They've had some good time and recovery. They've been managing their fitness. So hopefully, you know, we'll have a good, strong, fit. Um, side heading into this one as well. Yeah, that's it. You know, they should all still have enough enough petrol in the tank to to make it a really competitive game. Um, the, you know, we've managed players well throughout the season, so hopefully that'll stand us in good stead. Now the game goes on the day could make you make a few changes. You know, from the bench as well, things like that. It's all options. It's great to have a big, nice big squad. All well, nearly all fit. We've only got a couple of injuries. Mm. It's definitely a, a better position than last season, put it that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I'd say enjoy the game, but I think it's going to be hard to enjoy it until we get that first goal, really. Uh, but looking forward to it all the same. Jane, Dave, thank you both for joining me this week. Um, have a, a great week and hopefully I'll speak to you soon. Thanks, Emma. Thanks, Emma. Take care. Bye. You too. Bye. And that's it for this week's episode. Hope you've enjoyed it. Thanks to Dave and Jane for joining me on this week's show. We'll be back next week. Don't forget that Wednesday's game against Barcelona will be available to watch live via your City Plus subscription or BT Sport. Kickoff is 4pm. And all that's left to say is come on City, we're right behind you. We'll be back next week. Stay safe everyone. Stay safe everyone.